Welcome to Words in Season. I'm your host, Kara Marie Morris, and I want to say thank you for listening to this Bible-based podcast. I know that the Lord has something special in store for you today. Last week, we talked about the faithfulness of God. He has a timeline that's the same in the past, present, and the future. When everything around around us seems to change and seems to be shaken, He is with us and He never changes. Each one of these fruits of the Spirit, they're imparted to us at the new birth. We are truly new creations in Christ Jesus. The same Holy Spirit that renewed the first disciples is the same Spirit that's in me. The acceptance of eternal life allows me to step out of the timeline of decay, death, and separation from God and into a divine quality of life that encompasses every promise that I see in God's Word. His promises for peace, for joy, for wisdom, for strength, and for protection. I can see the unseen by meditating on His Word, by spending time in His presence. I'm able to see what He sees in His timeline. I'm able to judge what is seen by the unseen and not the other way around. It is the seen in this natural world that's temporary and the unseen in His timeline that is eternal. It is His faithful nature that is sure and it's why I can put my trust in Him. Okay, y'all, we are 12 episodes into Words and Season, and I want to say thank you to those who are listening, and I want to continue to be an encouragement to you. If there's a topic that you would want to hear about or a question that you would have, let me know, and I would love to do an episode based on the topic of your choice. Don't forget to check out the episode notes for all the scriptures and a quick recap of what we talked about each week. And every week, there are Spotify playlists there too to give you some good music for you to check out and listen throughout the week. Don't forget to come back every Thursday for new episodes and to hear what the Lord has put on my heart for you. Thank you for sharing on social media how the Lord has blessed you through this podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about the second to the last fruit of the Spirit, gentleness. Sometimes gentleness is called meekness or humility in some translations, and this one can be a hard fruit for me to swallow. I have this characteristic from God that's living in me, but I still choose whether or not I yield to it. So the question is, am I really going to live out the Word of God in my life? Am I going to allow the Holy Spirit to be the filter that I see life through, that I do life through, that I think in line with His Word, am I going to really do His Word? Honestly, when I see this fruit, I immediately think of times when I've been prideful, full of the fear of man, and even offended by people. But if God said to me through the letter to the Galatians that we're studying in Galatians 5, that I possess this, then I do. It makes me think of the scriptures in the Old Testament where God is telling his people that they have to have just weights on their scales and just measures. Ezekiel 45.10 and Leviticus 19.36 talks about this, that they have to be able to have something that's an honest standard that they're weighing it against. And back then, 
they were actually using things that were heavier light things that actually they were using as weights on a scale but now really it's God looking into our heart and weighing the intentions and the motives of our heart Christ left us with the command now which is the command of love to love God and to love people so I have to be honest with myself before him if the Lord says I have these qualities in me then I do and I have the choice and the responsibility as a Christ follower to yield to the Holy Spirit inside of me as he shows me how to make adjustments and changes when I don't feel like myself or I don't feel like others measure up to what I think they should be doing then that is when I can look into his word and see Jesus Christ as the standard when I feel like I don't measure up I can look at Jesus as the standard and I can make adjustments accordingly Jesus is our standard that we lift up against the enemy and today we're going to look at his meekness by definition meekness or gentleness is being humbly patient being able to suffer long and be teachable and Jesus was all of these he came by his father's command to live among those he created and allowed himself to be trained disciplined and even rejected by people by the people he helped to create the only reason we can do anything that's of worth that has eternal value is like we talked about in the last episode is because of empowerment from above the reason why we can do anything that's of eternal value is because we yield to these fruit of the spirit so let's start out with Romans 11 17 through 20 and this is a scripture talking about um, us me as a Gentile being grafted in being a child of God now and he's this is um, Paul telling us as Christians that we don't have anything to boast in the only thing that we can boast in is that we can boast in the Lord so this starts out in verse 17 of Romans 11 it says but if some of the branches were broken off while you a wild olive shoot were grafted in among them to share the richness of the root in the sap of the olive tree do not boast over the branches or pride yourself at their expense if you do boast and feel superior remember it's not you that supports the root but the root that supports you we cannot boast I have no boast but what the Lord has given to me so Romans 327 continues on that it says then what becomes of our pride and our boasting it is excluded it's banished ruled out entirely on what principle on the principle of doing good deeds no on the principle of faith we are able to humble ourselves before the Lord and say we didn't do anything to receive you but we know that we received you by faith and God even gave us the faith to be able to receive him it's not like we came up with this faith on our own God gave us that faith so because of this fruit of the Spirit I'm ready to do something that is totally opposed to what current culture and social norms dictate I'm able to humble myself and forgive others because of this powerful fruit of gentleness that is in me just an example of my life recently so recently at work 
just like last week, uh, work has been pretty crazy and I got upset a little bit at a coworker. And maybe from the outside, you wouldn't even know it. But I told this person, I said, hey, it's time to work. Come on, let's work. And, you know, by the worldly standards, what I said and how I said it was totally justifiable. But in my heart, right after I did it, my heart just spoke to me and said, Kara, you know better. He doesn't. So because I corrected him publicly, which was not the leading of the Lord, because I corrected him publicly and he was not ready to receive it, I knew I had to apologize to him publicly. So I went to him and I apologized. I said, hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't talk to you like that. And honestly, the words that came out of me, it was incredible because after I even apologized and, you know, he accepted the apology and we moved on. But even after that, as I apologized, the words that came out of me, I was like, yeah, that's totally God because that was not what I was feeling at all. But because I yielded to the spirit of God, which I'm so grateful for, I was able to humble myself and there was a healing. And that's what I'm going to talk about. There's a healing in humility. Romans 12, 14 through 21 in the Amplified Classic says, Bless those who persecute you, who are cruel in their attitude attitude towards you. Bless them and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be haughty, snobbish, high-minded, or exclusive, but be ready to adjust yourself and give yourself to humble tasks. Don't overestimate yourself or be wise in your own conceits. Knowing that God is my defender allows me to humble myself. So I'm going to talk about the healing power of humility. So in Matthew 11:29, 29, Jesus is telling us, he says, come to me. This is 28. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. Take upon Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, and humble, and lowly in heart, and you will find rest, refreshment, and blessed quiet for your souls. So there's a freedom in not having to do life in my own terms. Jesus humbled himself and took our every burden. Jesus is telling us here, we, you, my creations, you're not designed to carry the burdens of life. So roll them on me. I'll take them. Jesus said he's humble and he's lowly and he's willing to take those things. Even though he didn't have to, he's willing to do it because he wants us to be whole. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to be his. And this is one way that he shows that. So there's a freedom in not having to do life on my own terms when I roll all my cares on him. There's also a healing in humility that says that grace is included when boasting is excluded. So James 4, 6, and this again is in the Amplified Classic, he says, But he, God, gives us more and more grace, the power of the Holy Spirit. He sets himself against the proud and the haughty, but he gives grace continually to the lowly and to those who are humble enough to receive it. So if I'm humble enough to receive this grace, when I'm not boasting, when I'm not trying to make my own way, when I'm not trying to say, no, my way is better, but being able to humble myself 
It brings grace, and I need that empowerment to live life, to do what God has called me to do, to love people the way that He has called me to love, to be able to show these fruit of the Spirit. That's all empowered by grace. So, so far, healing and humility comes in a, in a way that it brings freedom of not having to do life on my own terms. Grace is included when boasting is excluded. The healing and humility says change is needed. It admits that there's flaws and deficits in the way that things have been done. And it wants to do life with people. Also, this type of humility apologizes even when it's in the right. Romans 12:18 says, If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And that was what example I used of that situation with my coworker. So also we see in this healing and humility that it says in Isaiah 29, 19, that joy comes. This is in the Living Bible, that the meek will be filled with fresh joy from the Lord. As we humble ourselves, there is a joy. Even as I humbled myself and I apologized, even though I was in the right with my coworker, it did bring a joy knowing that I want others to see Jesus in me. It was not fun and it was against what I felt at the time, but it brought a fresh joy. So the healing and humility brings a freedom of not having to do life in my own terms. It brings grace. Grace is included when boasting is excluded. It says that change is needed. It admits that flaws and deficits have, are, are there in the, in the way that things have been done. It wants to do life with people. It apologizes even when it's in the right. And that sweet joy that comes from the Lord, it's a fresh joy as I humble myself, as I yield myself to this type of gentleness and humility. And these are not just an artificial niceness or a sweetness or something that is just man-made. This is a genuine humility, a willingness to change, a willingness to listen, to make sure others know that they are supported. And that is what will change our society that has been carrying the burden and the weight of sin. It's too heavy for us to carry and we were not designed to carry it as a people, as a society, as a nation, as mankind. But as we roll this care onto Jesus, as we give it to Him, we will be graceful, joyful, peaceful Christ followers to bring the healing of humility to our world.